0: So let's keep going with uh, Dharmadasa's insight of the individuality of spiritual progress, even in the context of this family of Kriya. It's not uh, a coincidence that Paramahansa Yogananda's guru is Sri whose approach to God was Jnana Yoga and was a Jnana avatar. And had that withdrawn temperament and that dispassion. That Master had that bubbly, loving aspect. He had the withdrawn aspect, but he had that bubbly, loving charge out on the stage. How is everyone awake and ready type of stuff that would only play in America. I mean, even in the 20s, this is America. And you've got to have a little show. You've got to have a little outwardness. If Master is sitting in a cave and blessing quietly... There wouldn't be a work uh, because we are Americans. We're a heart country. And uh, it's also telling that Master's two foremost disciples, uh, male disciple Rajasi Janakananda, female disciple Sister Gyanamata. Rajasi, big-time businessman, board of directors, reading his life is just this stunning, <laughs> um, uh, retelling of the strangest karma. I think he was, if I'm not wrong, he was a, a manager of a bank at the age of 29. Um, insurance companies, farms, all these things uh, in that sense. And yet his personality was sweetness and kindness and just this beaming radiance. There's a wonderful story about Rajasee that My friend Gordon Lalonde told from a firsthand experience that he had. But one time at the Hollywood church at the end of service, Master was blessing all the disciples and they were coming up to him and he was just giving a little blessing to each one. And Rajasi was standing next to him and Rajasi always just stood there, just smiling, had a nice suit on. Master was blessing everyone. Rajasi never said anything, just beaming with joy. And a single mother came up to Master and uh, said, oh, master, I, I have no money and my husband passed away and I have these children and what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. And, and master looked over at Rajasi and Rajasi took out of his pocket a big roll of bills. <laughs> he just started peeling them. He's looking at master. And when master gave the nod, <laughs> Rajasi handed that many bills, I think they were twenties over to master. Master stuck the wad back, uh, Rajasi stuck the wad back in his pocket and resumed the joy pose. <laughs> Master gave the, took the wad and gave it to the lady with very specific instructions, which Gordon did not hear, but gave the lady the money and the instructions on how to use it and what to do and sent her on her way and did not bless her at the point between the eyebrows. The blessing was the energy and the money. That is what she needed. The guru gave her that, sent her on her way. Rajasi just resumed. <laughs> very good, very good. Didn't say anything at all. But just that attunement, Rajasi's role. Sister Gyanamata, if you know her life, was married, lived in Seattle. We sometimes go to her house when we're in Seattle, uh, had a son, sent the son. Uh, and her husband to see master because it, would, it was not a university professor's wife's role in the 1920s to go to a Hindu lecture by Paramahansa Yogananda. And so she played that. Later in life, she went to Mount Washington. She was the head of the nuns. She did not give Sunday service. She did not give classes. She did not write books. But she wrote letters to sisters under her care and for guidance, and that is the book God Alone. So you see the individuality of this path of Kriya, both liberated, both free, both totally attuned and receiving the Guru's blessings fully, but leading different lives. Each of us, as Dharmadas was saying, has a particular role to play in this life. But the Guru's grace is the universal antidote to whatever it is that ails us. And that grace is abundant and appropriate to us if we open our heart and receive Him. And that's what we need, is to open our hearts and to practice Kriya. It is the sincerity of all of us here that is, has opened the door We are now on the internet. We put an invitation to this gathering everywhere in the world, and we will tomorrow, in every one of the colonies, in every one of our websites. I don't know how many websites we have. We have a lot of websites. Uh, There's more websites at Ananda than I know about. Um, So it's not that the invitation is not there. It's that the heart resonance is not quite ready for that. And all of us have probably, uh, many of us, have, can look back before we came to Ananda or wrote to Ananda, and we remember, oh yeah, I remember that, fl- I saw that flyer, or there was that poster, or there was those joy tours, or there was this or that. And it was the same with Master. He, was, he would go city to city, and he would give talks, and I'm sure some people thought, oh, maybe I'll go see this Swami Yogananda, metaphysician from India uh or maybe not you know maybe i'll go bowling you know (laughs) uh and we just we just make those decisions and bit by bit over time when the disciple is ready the guru appears and so each of us needs to be um fairly proud of ourselves to tell you the truth that you've steered yourself to this Uh, It's not that we haven't sent out a siren call to invite everyone to come and share Kriya Yoga, but the reality of it is, is that it takes a certain spiritual refinement and experience. Sometimes when Paramahansa Yogananda was in um, the body and Swami Kriyananda was in charge of the centers and the outreach, Uh, Swamiji one time said, we're getting many... Uh, letters from Europe. This is post-World War II. And Master said, well, that's because they've suffered much. When there's enough suffering and you come to that point in your journey that you realize there's got to be a way out, then we come to the teachings. But there's an interesting aspect uh, from my point of view to, to Kriya and to Paramahansa Yogananda's writings I've been a student of you know mystical paths since I was a young man. And I've noticed that there's um, many paths to God, as we were uh, was talking about and Dharmadas was talking about. There's many, many paths, mystical paths, many true paths. But I cannot think, and I and I would like to think that I'm not prejudiced. But I cannot think of any spiritual master or teacher who has explained the laws of spiritual development as clearly and comprehensibly as Paramahansa Yogananda. The movement of all spiritual seekers is a movement of kundalini within the spine. And that is true of the shamans and the mystic Christians and the Kabbalah and all the paths to God, every one of them. But I cannot think of any teacher or any master, ancient or modern, who has scientifically and concisely described the laws of spiritual progress as Master does in the Autobiography of a Yogi and in his writings he describes very clearly in the Autobiography of a Yogi not how the law of miracles applies to Kriya Yoga, but how the law of miracles applies in the world of duality and how it's those laws, universal laws, Sanatana Dharma, are applied by mystics of different paths. So really, it's just, to me, such a joy to have someone just give you the answer. It's, I guess, because we're Westerners, we go to universities, we look at courses of study. What is the underlying rules of the road for this stuff? And it can be very confusing to truth seekers coming to the spiritual path because this shaman did this healing and this chant and um, this magic water and this herb business and this rainforest product and this type of yoga and this new dispensation and this new guru that came from somewhere and all these things just are in dull, in, inundate us. And Master explains very concisely in his writings and teachings how the laws of the universe operate, How the movement of energy within the Shashumna is the key to the experience of oneness at the point between the eyebrows, how the practice of Kriya and meditation and prayer, yoga postures and medicines and herbs and healing practices of all sorts can be an aid to the movement of that energy but he explains everything from the inside and even explains how we can operate those laws and how the other laws fits in that is his explanation of world brotherhood that is his explanation of the unity of religions is not from the outside but from the inside this in fact is Kriya Yoga is a mystical path and here we are in the West in Silicon Valley and in California, with university degrees and all this rational modern thinking, practicing a mystical path to realization and emphasizing devotion and inner joy. And that is, on one level, a great blessing, and on another level, it is confounding. (laughs) And I know that it confounds people when they meet us and meet Ananda because we don't quite do it the way that we are supposed to do it. We have modern buildings and we wear normal clothes and um, we are kind of in both worlds as Paramahansa Yogananda was in both worlds he would put on his suit and coat to blend in and he said I-, I tuck my hair back in my shirt and no one would even know that I have long hair and he would just live in New York City in Los Angeles and Boston and teach these incredibly mystical truths and that is our fate but each one of us has an individual romantic relationship with the divine. We're in love with God, and we're going to be more in love with God as we practice that. And then we're going to animate our practices and our work and our relationships and every aspect of our lives with that grace of Kriya and the masters. So it's strange because we we go to all these great lengths to be very businesslike and to get the modern program to keep track of inventory and have all this stuff that's just, you know, cutting edge stuff. And yet in the end, we asked the great guru to just take care of everything for us. And then we go about our business with this kind of mystical smile on our faces. And that was what Master did because that is the path of Kriya Yoga. It is that heart quality that is absolutely essential. And after Shri Teshwar gets done with the whole holy science, he says, but, you know, it's really all about love <laughs> nothing else matters. And you kind of wish he would have put that at the beginning of the book so you wouldn't have to go all through that stuff and just smack your brain trying to understand what he's talking about for those brief 184 pages. But, but he puts it at the end because in the end it is the truth that we are mystically united with Divine Mother through love. And Kriya is a science, a very definite science. We do improve our technique with practice. But what happens is that we realize that the entire outside world is Maya. That's our dilemma, isn't it? Is that the outside world is not the world that we're coming from, and it's not the world we're going to. This is essentially a bus stop. <laughs> We're here for a little bit. We have to do this and we have to do that and we have to have the website and it has to be modern and it has to have the right links and you know some you know person knows how to do that. I don't. <laughs> I'm totally clueless. I don't even use a cell phone. <laughs> it's not to avoid a Uh, thunderstorms. I just don't even use one. (laughs) I just talk to the plants and we just harvest the zucchini and how much do you need, Jyoti? And it's all blessed by Master. Om Shanti Shanti, which is what we started with. And yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. And then you have to explain it scientifically. Yeah. And it's both. But what we need, and I was talking to David Key the other day Swamiji was talking about the lords in the play, said their lords in the play are evil because they're in their head, (laughs) and only Christar has got his heart open to what's going on. The other lords are just thinking, and they're just really make your head hurt. So our path is wisdom, and Sri Teshwar is Master's Guru, and Master was wise and had insights into the teachings that I don't know of anyone that had. And even among the disciples of Paramahansa Yogananda, there is none as insightful and wise as Kriyananda. Match up what he has written about Yogananda with any other disciple. <laughs> no contest. <laughs> and I, <laughs> we were talking once about one of uh, the other his brother disciples that read the path and said, uh, he said he said reading the path gave me a headache. Swami said, that's because it made him think. <laughs> <laughs> it was said with love, but <laughs> knowing the other disciple, I knew what he was talking about. Is that Swamiji has taught us to use your brain. It's an organ of the body. It's a tool. For God's sake, think and avoid danger, and avoid pitfalls on the spiritual path, but in that thinking, don't forget to keep your heart open to the Guru's grace, and the Guru's love, and that is the amazing blend that Kriyananda has given us, because Master had both, and Kriyananda was sharp enough to detect it, and to understand it, and to see the implications of it, and that's Why master said you have a great work to do. Because he has those gifts. But you know what? You have those gifts. Your life is an unfinished painting. And you will animate it with the grace of the master in a particular way. Kriyananda writes books. I don't write books. (laughs) Kriyananda writes music. Some of us don't write music. Some of us don't even sing. But God is with you. And Kriya will give you the power and the insight to understand that you are a part of all that is in the place that you live, with the children that you have, in the job that you have. And that job can change, as Dharmidas and Navarshi and I were talking about. We've all had different roles in Seattle and India and Sacramento and in the garden and building and teaching and, and all these things. And all of us change occupations, as Freeman was saying the other day. That's fine. But we don't change the quality of our heart and the practice of our Guru's teachings because the guru is the dispeller of darkness, what we do is we use the opportunities of our karma to free ourselves from our karma. And Swamiji has always pointed us to positions in which we can free ourselves of a certain karma. And that's what we do, is we're not here to be great builders or great founders of communities, or great parents, or great students, or great anything. But we are here to be great disciples, and in that process, to become one with the Guru. That is the path of Kriya. It is alive, it's real, it's here. It's not tomorrow or someday. And it's funny for us that have been here for our whole lives, since we were young people, to watch the young people of today take kriya initiation and to put ourselves in those shoes and that great enthusiasm for this coming life which we had then and we have now and to realize that time is really an illusion (laughs) that 30 years 40 years 50 years so what what's it matter is the practice of Kriya any different for me today than it was in 1972? No. It's still the greatest jewel. It's still the most wonderful tool. It's still the devotional exercise with the guru that it was. Intervening is a life, 30, 40 years. Hmm. How long it goes on? Hmm. Who knows? It doesn't really matter anymore great number of my friends have already checked out. (laughs) Not only Happy, but Bella and David Hogan And there's a whole bunch of people that are just in Astral Ananda, keeping that end of of the ashram going. Get up in the morning, chant. Someone teach Astral how to meditate to the new disciples that just arrived. Okay, here we go, here we go. You don't know, and you really don't care, because the guru doesn't come and go. The guru is the one reality, the one pole star. And that's why Rajasi was always smiling. Sister Janamata, Sister in case you don't know, she had tremendous health karma at the end. And they were just operating here and there and cut it out, cut it all out. <laughs> you know, she didn't, it doesn't matter, it's just this body. And when it was time to go, then merge back into bliss. That's what's happening. But you can merge into bliss In this class and after this class at lunch and this evening when you do Kriya Yoga. Because there is no time and space. You're never separate from the Guru. Because the Guru is with us always. And that's the state you see Kriyananda in. He's dealing with the body and he's off to do Los Angeles and all these things. But just feel where he's at. He's just with Master. That's where he was when he was with Master in the body. That's where he is now, and that's where you are. You can be there all the time. Don't think that you're going away from Ananda. The Internet allows us to never go away from Ananda because of the virtual village Vir- virtual something. <laughs> There's a virtual website and and, and yeah <laughs> the virtual community, that's it. <laughs> You can go to Los Angeles. (laughs) Uh, virtual, Virtual community. But it is a virtual community, and the Guru's in the center of it. Kriya is the most wonderful technique because it is the simplest technique. Because the Master's grace and power is so great and with you at all times. And you practice a simple technique for an entire life and lifetimes. And yet, every time you practice, there is such an opportunity. There's such a joy. You just, as we had the Kriyas last night, and all these people came, but every Kriya meditation, the masters are there. You can do Kriya tonight. You can do it this afternoon. You can do Hong Sa, whatever you want. This is so great. And it will animate everything in your life. And you'll watch, and you'll say, gee, I've been doing Kriya for 10 years, and... I've been doing Kriya for 20 years. And and then you finally understand, Lahiri, solve all your problems with Kriya. It seems simplistic in the beginning, and in the end, it's just unfathomably deep. It is the answer to everything that we're called for. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. Thank you for practicing Kriya. Thank you for following the Guru. Thank you for self-discipline. Thank you for devotion. Thank you.